Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the True Impact Podcast. I have a very special guest with me, but uh, before we get into that, I do want to go ahead and give a shout-out to my friends over at uh, Impact Nutrition for hooking it up with the drinks, and uh, stay tuned, guys, because uh, we got some projects that we might be working on together in the future, so check out for that. Also, um, once again, thank you for all the previous feedback, for all the views, and all the listeners on these last episodes, um, like I said, impact apparel and true impact keeps growing. Thanks to you guys. Um, now on to my guest, we got Nat Aguilar out of Crane, Texas. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. <clears throat> I'm doing really good. Um, glad to be here. You know, thank you for the invite. Tad bit nervous, you know, <laughs> just trying to get it figured out. Yeah, know? I get you, man. I get you. Yep. So, uh, where where exactly is Crane at? Not a lot of people know. Well, Crane is uh, exactly 32 miles south of Odessa, straight down 385, right in the middle of West Texas. You know, no trees, no water, no mountains. We got little plateaus, little hills, you know, but that's where it's at. You know, it's a good place to raise family. It's a good place to be. You know, uh, if you if you really want to be in a quiet spot, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I actually graduated from Crane High School, and uh, that's where that's where I met Nat. Um, and uh, our story goes uh, pretty not not that far back, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we both made a lot of changes in a short period of time. I believe so. You know, I believe uh, I think it was back like maybe in May when we first actually met. Met, right. you know, because being in Crane, of course, you know. Of a lot of people, and uh, but you know you you kind of have your your, your 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 own little circles, right? You right. Know? right. <clears throat> yep. So that's when uh, you had that little dojo going on. Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, what tell us a little bit more, Nat, about what you do and uh, what you're currently doing right now. All right. Um, what this what this is about is you know the part where um, I got involved with a, a, a small martial arts school in Crane, and uh, you know, I went in there to kind of retouch up on my skills and, and the, you know, ended up running the school. The guy got transferred out, and uh, from there I I took the uh, the dojo part and expanded it into uh, kickboxing classes, you know, for men and women. Separate three, we ran three classes out of it. The kids' Kempo martial arts and then the uh, lipsticks and kicks for the uh, guys, I mean for the ladies, and then we ended up with the – Pudo Chingasso Fitness for the guys. <laughs> you know, that, that's the name of the classes that we came up with. And that's how we, that's how I met you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually joined uh, his uh, kickboxing class and uh, I, it was just something I always wanted to do uh, just to learn how to, you know, defend myself and just get out there, stay active. And um, we had a, I mean, I would always go to classes and then we had one special night where, um, we stayed over after class and we just kept talking about, uh, you know, the type of people that we were. And one thing that got stuck to me about Nat is that uh, he told me, he's like, hey, like, man, uh, I don't I don't do small talk. Mm-hmm. I don't do small talk. Now, what what do you mean by that? Well, <clears throat> you know, you know, I talk to a lot of people and there's a, there's a time and place for small talk. There really is. But the topics that you were talking about that we were trying to get across was right. Let's just cut it down to it. Let's, yeah. you know, let's really talk about what's on our mind. What's what's this really about? You know, and um, you know, at at my age, you hear a lot of small talk. You hear a lot of chatter, and mm-hmm. you, you know, it kind of you know gets a little monotonous. But I mean, sure, if you're standing in the grocery line and 
you just, you know, small talk someone while you're right, right, right. Yeah, okay, you know, while you're ordering your food or your waitress, cool. But when you're going to, you know, like I said, how we ended up here, that's why I said, you know what, no small talk. Let's just get right to it. What are we, you know, what are we trying to accomplish? Where are we going with this? Yeah. You know, because, you know, we, you know, throughout, throughout class, you know, we talk about this, talk about that. You asked certain questions and I gave certain answers and, <clears throat> you know, so let's, you know, okay, I see where you're going. Let's talk, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. And, uh. It's actually pretty cool because um, back when we were having that conversation, uh, I was talking to Nat about the dreams and the goals that I had uh, to start Impact Apparel. And uh, I didn't, I, at that point, um, I didn't even think about having a podcast or starting the meetings groups. But I remember you also told me that you wanted to get a bigger gym. Right. And that you wanted to have, um, you know, one of the best gyms in West Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think for those people that are hearing right now, how do you, how do you think speaking of your goals can actually help you accomplish them? Well, you know, <clears throat> it's all about, you know, you know, putting your words, you know, for, you, it starts off with the thought, you know, that, you know, everybody's right. probably read that somewhere along the right. lines on obtaining your goals. And that's basically what I did. You know, I put, I put it into thought, you know, and then I took small steps to figure out how to get there to what I really wanted, what the community needed, and, you know, and that's where I come up with the, the ideas that I did. Right. You know, um, you know, I, I learned the boxing crane, you know. Um, I learned martial arts in Granbury, you know, and then um, kickboxing in Granbury. And, you know, and, and, and crane needed that, you know. Right. So, so I just thought it over and milled it over and milled it over on, you know, how to go about doing it. Yeah. How to go about doing it and just listening to people, honestly, listening to to, you know, the gripes, mostly. Listen to the gripes about, you know, people that there's nothing to do, crane this, crane that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it, you know. And uh, that's what kind of kicked it off. And then, you know, like, like, you know, while we were sitting there talking, I told you the story on how I ended up, you know, teaching that martial arts class. And, right. And, uh, you know, my whole deal was I'd finish out the lease and then, uh, you know, call it good. But, you know, I that's because I was doubting myself. And... Uh, so I just, you know, after we tested, I tested these kids and they did well. That's when I thought, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. You know, I can do this. And it's not a miracle story per se. It's not a Cinderella story or anything like that. <laughs> that's the last thing, you know, it's yeah. the last thing that I'm trying to let people think, you know. Right. It was something that, that um, you know, just felt it. Felt it like, you know what, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't, you know, I can't leave these kids. And so I started looking right. to it. Started talking to the right people, you know. And that's what, you know, I said, the, you know, we're going to talk about it. It's no small talk. Let's talk about what we're going with. It. So would it be safe to say that the the dojo and helping people through through fitness and through, you know, talking to them about their mindset and getting them prepared, would you say that that falls under one of your passions? I believe so. Okay. I really do. Yeah. So there's this quote that says, uh, follow your passion and it will lead to your purpose. Mm-hmm. How would you say, because that, to me, when you were expressing your thoughts on, on how it all went about, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something safe to say, because it was, it was a passion. You were just like, man, you know what? These kids are good. Mm-hmm. And now you've grown it mm-hmm. into something bigger than, you know, maybe you thought of. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it's, like I said, you know, and, you know, yeah, I did. It did. It did. The community did. You know, it, all I did was you know put a passion per se and an idea you know into words and 
and and you know and it's there you know right um you know, I, you know, like I said, I listened to the community, and when when people found out I was going to open up a, just the ladies section for a gym, they they were sitting there t- talking about, man, that's going to be a waste of time, waste of space, and this and that. Really? Yeah. You know, never thinking that you know there was a lot of women that were looking for a place to work out. Yeah. That didn't have one without just being that thrown out there in front of everybody. Right. You know, right. not not everybody's comfortable with themselves. Oh yeah. You know, not everybody's comfortable with themselves. Um, and as far as the like the. Uh, the martial arts part, you know, didn't, you know, Larry Wallace, shout out Larry, um, you know, he went in there with the dream of, you know, starting his own school and he did. And then, you know, circumstances, he had to move and here, you know, here we are today. Right. Okay. So, uh, one thing, uh, that we're going to talk about today, guys, is about passion. Now, uh, if you're listening right now, go ahead and think about that real quick. What is something that you're passionate about? If it took you, or if it takes you more than five seconds to think mm-hmm. about one passion that you have, then, um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think passion is a word used nowadays. I feel like it's something that was used a lot back then because mm-hmm. people were passionate about some things. Mm-hmm. Now it's like everyone just kind of like, oh, I like this, I like this. Well, are you passionate about it? Not really. Well, what are you passionate about? So how would you, how would you say? someone can find or identify something that they're passionate about? Man, it's something that they, they go to bed thinking about, something that they, you know, wake up thinking about, something that they discuss that with their intimate circle, right. you know. And, you know, and you gravitate to those people that, that are kind of on the same, you know, road as you are or, right, you know, right, path right. or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, that's how, you know, you, you, know, you look at someone and, you can figure out what they're passionate about. Yeah, I had lunch today with with uh, with two of my cousins here in Amarillo, and um, one of their daughters came in with her notebook, and she was drawing on that little, you know, her spiral notebook. She was drawing, with, and what she was drawing was dresses, okay, suits. So I knew automatically. I seen it. You know, she wants to be a clothes designer. That's what she wants to design right. clothes. You know, that's. You know, at that young age, I saw that passion in her. Mm-hmm. You know, she had her pencil. She had pages after pages of it. You know, and it's easy. It's easy to see on some people, and it's kind of hard to tell on other people because it's something they don't talk about. Whether right, right, right. you know, it's just their thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um. Okay, so with that topic about the little girl that you saw drawing, I feel like a lot of us, as you know, when, when we're young, we have, we're very passionate about oh, some, yeah. about, about a lot of things, and as we're growing, we start losing that mm-hmm. passion, mm-hmm. and we start closing it off and not expressing it as much. Mm-hmm. What kept you going towards your passion? Cause I'm sure just uh, you, that you were faced with adversity that, you know, there was, uh, you know, just some walls that were put up that it was kind of like a, like telling you, Hey, you know, you've only gone up to here and this as far as you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And you decided, no, I'm passionate about this. I'm going to find a way and I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of it was self-inflicted. You know, as, as a kid, you know, I, I used to, man, collect muscle uh, muscle development uh, magazines. And any kind of muscle, pe- pe- you know, I would watch it. Yeah. You know, I would look at them pages. I would read the articles, you know, and I developed certain idols. And then I developed certain, you know, body types, certain actors and this and that, you yeah, know. Yeah. And that's kind of that, that, you know, um, I knew then that, that I really enjoyed, you know, working out. Uh, but, you know, life takes its course. Um you know, you get pulled this direction, you get pulled that direction, you make a mistake on your own that, you know, sets you back. 
And then you let that carry on to, you know what, well, I can't do that no more because I got this blemish or I got that blemish right. or so forth and so on. And at the end of the day, you know, the, where I got at today was really just timing, you know, and I'm not going to say it was my timing, um, you know, man upstairs. Yes, sir. You know, and then having the right people around you, you know, all that come together. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about that on the way up here and. It's, you know, everybody that was part of my childhood, everybody, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, developed, you know, kind of forged me into who I am today. And I'm not saying I'm anything great. I'm just saying this is who I am. Right, you know? right. Uh, but, you know, the passion starts off as, as a, you know, as, as a young kid. You know, he's got his dreams. He's got his ideas. He's got, he sees things. And, yeah. you know, sometimes our parents didn't recognize that. Or they, you know, Un, un, unwillingly, you know, kind of, you know, push that dream back. Right. You know, right. The, they'll come at you with the, <laughs> you know, and don't be silly. You need to go to work in oil fields. Yeah. Or don't be silly. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, and that's only because they want what's best for you. Right. You know. Well, and, that's just, you, you know, because that, that's that's how uh, my parents were as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I can identify with that because they would tell me, you know, hey, uh, you know, all that stuff isn't really going to get you anywhere. You know, go, mm -hmm. go work hard, go, uh, you know, be in the oil field. Mm -hmm. And I tried that when, when I met you, I was working in the oil field mm -hmm. and, uh, it did help me. Mm -hmm. it, it, it definitely helped me. And thanks to that, it shaped me into, you know, all the things that I'm doing now mm -hmm. and it disciplined me and it taught me responsibility. But, uh, you know, I do think it's good to listen to your parents mm -hmm. and listen to that, uh, you know, older generation advice. But also kind of take it in and apply it to your own life and to your dreams. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily do everything exactly as they tell you to do. Exactly. You're right. Like I said, it's all about timing. Right. You know, it really is. And, you know, I, I go here and thank hundreds of people, you know, that got me here, you know, to, to talk about this. You know, like I said, I don't. You know, by, by no means think I'm something special, you know, <laughs> at all. And I'm sure there'd be a lot of people who said, man, that guy just right there is, you know, something else. But, you know, we're talking about passion and, and that's it. You know, as as we all get older, you know, we recognize more and more when we got more free time. You know, like I said, I took it courses, you know, kids came, wives, marriages, houses, buying this, buying mm -hmm. that, yeah. you know, and just trying to make it happen. You know, uh, who knows, had I pursued my passion you know, that I have now to helping people out, I may never would have got married, you know, or would have had my kids later on in life. I don't know, you know. Right. So for me, it was all about circumstances. When, you know, when I was able to put it together, you know, when, you know, didn't have, I'm not raising any kids, that's behind me, you know. So I guess if you look at it, that time, I was trying to be a family man. That right. was my passion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I think we have many passions in this and I think we pursue those at the moment that we, it's right. right. You see what I'm saying? Man, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because, um, you know, everybody wants a loving family. Everybody wants to raise kids, picket fence and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we we don't have it. You know, it, it depends on, you know. Well, yeah, timing. Yeah, timing. Timing. Fa family that we're born into. You know, it's not it's not our parents' fault or my fault or anybody, you know. Mm -hmm. my, you know. So passions, you, it's, it's recognizable. If you pay attention to people, they'll t you'll see their passion. You know, and when you also, talk to them. Also, I think with, with passion, now that you said timing, uh, with passion comes um, patience. Because mm -hmm. like you said, it's a timing thing. It, it's not like, 
you know, people might see you and they see the big gym, they see this and they think it's overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I came up with the name of the gym reps and sets about six years ago. Really? Yeah. So it's just been on your mind this whole time. Oh, the whole time, you know, the whole time, just, it wasn't the time. And they, I didn't have, you know, I, I was asked to, to, you know, open up a boxing gym in, in Crane when I first moved back um, seven years ago. And at the time, you know, I didn't have the leisure job that I have now. So I, I told those guys, I said, man, I, I don't mind coaching and helping out, but I said, I can't spearhead this project. You yeah. know, I can't just go ahead and set up the tournaments. I can't go ahead and set up the trips to the, to the hotels, to the Golden Glove trips, to all this and all that. That, you know, I didn't have that leisure. Yeah. And, and uh, right now, you know, at that, you know, at that time, I, I think I was roughnecking, working on a drilling rig. Um when I, when I first came up with that name, you know, reps and sets, you know, because, you know, when you're working in the oil field, you know, you got some downtime or you're doing something monotonous. And that's when you get to think about, right. you know, while you, you know, on a drilling rig, you got to, you know, wash everything. You got to wash everything with the dope brush and all this and all that. You got time to think, yeah. you know, and that's when you, you reestablish your passion. You're like, okay, you know, I could, you know, I could do this for a while, save up some money, do this, do that. So, yeah, yeah. you know. So I think, uh, you know, uh, the other day with the guys, I talked about uh, when, when everything, when every action has a purpose, every action has a result. Mm-hmm. So I think it ties in with passion because whenever you do have that downtime, uh, you know, at your job or anything, I feel like that's when you start thinking, I'm working this hard mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of mess up sometimes because they don't know what they're working for. You know, yeah, yeah, and at times, you know, like I said, priorities change. Yeah, you know, sometimes priority takes over passion. Mm-hmm. At that time, you know, and it's you don't forget it. Right, that's just the responsibility part. On they put it on the back burner. Right, say you know, okay, I got to do this, I got to do that. You know, but it's you know, it's like it's like that. You know, it's like that. Circumstances, you know, timing, everything, and, and, and you know, for some people, you know, there's some people you can read their their success stories. And again, I'm not saying this is a big success story. This is just something that not I do. But I still see, have like, a job, you know. <laughs> see, and that's one thing that that's one of the things that I, I really admire about you yeah. is um, just how humble you are, and, mm-hmm. and people people can identify that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, listeners right now, because I mean, like I said, uh, success can be defined in in many ways. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, you know, you're you're super rich, you're super famous. Success um, has nothing to do with money. Exactly. exactly. It, 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 for some people. Yeah. But, you know, other people not. But um, to me, like I said, uh, um, in the last uh, podcast that I did on uh, ABEC show, um, he asked me, you know, how do you define success? And I told him that to me, success was defined every day. Mm-hmm. On me, if, if I woke up and I was a better man at the end of the day, mm-hmm. then when I woke up, to me, that's successful. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, so I see you as successful as many people do because of everything that you're doing for the community mm-hmm. and you're doing it with passion because you're so for the, you, you teach all of the, all yeah. of the classes, right? The yeah. kids, the women's and the men's. Yes. Right. And I remember whenever I, w- I would go to class, you would have your classes back to back to back. Still do. And you would, <laughs> you, you're, you're taking punches and hits, man, mm-hmm. from these guys. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to do that. Mm-mm. Why, why do you think you do it? Because I'm passionate. I like it. Right. You know, I like it. You know, I do. Um, you remember Chop, right? 
Brandon, yes, Brandon yes, Garcia. You know, we were talking on the way up here, and, uh, you know, he asked me, you know, something similar. He said, you know, and I told him, I said, you know, Chop, the day that you walked into there and started working out, I knew I was doing something right. I felt it, you know, and it wasn't about it wasn't about me. It was right. about him reaching his goals. Right. And you know that, you know, during the class, it's all about, you know, fellowship per se, you know, you know, building up that friendship and building yep. up, you know, pushing each other and, and make it a family thing, you know, getting to know somebody on a personal level because, you know, we're, we're in there hitting each other. Right. You know, and you're right. I, I do take a lot all the lunches yeah. and everything else, you know, and, and it's because I've, you know, I, the, you know, the, I feel like when these kids reach a goal, I reach the goal with them, you know, and we all, you know, learn from each other. And we all, even with the ladies, when they, you know, the weight losses, you know, there's one lady in there and I didn't even ask her if I could mention her name, so I'm not going to, but she lost 30 pounds, you know, great lady. Um, Yeah. You know, and um, so, you know, at at that point, her goal became my goal. Right. Right. You know? And anybody else's goal that's in there becomes my goal, yep. you know? And that's how I see it. That's how I see it, you know? So, you know, if, if someone, you know, come to me and ask him to start clothesline, right, <laughs> <right. laughs> you know, that put, you know, and I decide I want to help, that becomes my goal as well, yep. you know? So, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know or, you know, I don't think anyone, anyone, I don't think I mentioned in the show before, Nat is actually well that night that we were talking about you know hey I wanted to start a, a clothing brand Impact Apparel he's a guy that motivated me and said well, why don't you do it like he said he, he just cut right through it right I was mm-hmm. telling him well you know I have all these ideas and this he's like, okay well you know cut through all that mm-hmm. how, how bad do you want it you you no small talk yeah you're gonna do it or not yeah. I was like wow this guy means business <laughs> well yeah you know like I like that and mm-hmm. ever since then I've been kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Whenever people tell me, hey, man, I want this, like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even me pushing them away. It's, mm-hmm. all right, I'm here to help. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you had everything in place already. You already had your logo picked out. You already had your, your market on where you were going to get your clothes at, everything. You had right. it all there. You just, you know, you just had needed that. Do it. Yeah, that extra that extra push. So I appreciate it, man. I, wouldn't, yeah. I, I, I truly think I wouldn't yeah. be here right now well, if it weren't for that advice. Well, we we talked about what we both were trying to get done, you know, and, once you know, once you said and, t- and told me, and I, I, you know, checked you on it, it's like a, a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it, you know. And vice versa, I had already told you about the the building I had looked at, and you know, trying to negotiate, and you know, and my brother, you know, he helped me a lot with that. But you know, you just got to, uh, you know, you, why didn't why ain't I doing it? Yeah, you know, when you sit down there and you look at, you know, how much. You got to put into it, and how much you're going to get back, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, why not? Why not? I mean, so, what if you're talking to the listeners right now? What advice would you give them on keep going after it? Like, do it. <laughs> you know, again, you know, it's going to sound cliches, but you know, you never learn. You'll never know if you don't go for it. You just never will, yep. and you're always going to be sitting there. You know, wondering what if he had, and that's probably the worst regret you can have. Oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember when I was going to transfer from Crane to Granbury, and uh, I, I told at the time my significant other, I said, "If I don't make this jump, I'll never know if I'm capable of doing it." 
and what I could have gotten done. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of always looked at it that way, you know, right. that, you know, what, you know, like I said, opportunity, circumstances, all that takes place, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to sacrifice a lot. If you, if you're going to really put your, you know, passion into, let's just say bodybuilding, you know, everything else comes second after that, you know? Yeah. And like I said, you know, things happen in life. And I'm not, you know, saying I was going to go be a bodybuilder or nothing like that. I'm just saying <laughs> example, you know. Right, right, right. You know, if, uh, if I wanted to build race cars, well, it takes a lot of money. Yeah. You know, you, you're not going to go off and start a family, you know, on, on, you know, unless you're born into that. You right. know, then it's a different story, you know. But, yeah, you know, you, what I say is, you know, plan it out. You know, look at your circumstances and don't give up. You know, don't give up. You know, just... You know, take each setback as time to rethink it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I had this had to happen, you know, so I got to do this. Right. You know, even if it's self-inflicted, don't let that, you know, you know, just make you feel guilty or however, whatever yeah, word you want to yeah. put behind it, shame, whatever, this and that. Don't let it. Okay, so going back to, <clears throat> to punches and going back to, you know, <laughs> kicking and hits. Yeah. Um, Something that I want to address, man, is uh, sometimes, you know, life hits us, but sometimes um, it's bullies. Right. Oh, I want to go ahead and address bullying. Um, were you ever bullied as, as a kid? Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I think we've all been bullied. We've yeah. all been bullied. Yeah. You know, whether it be a, a loved one, you know, and when I say a loved one, it could be a cousin, you know, it could be a neighbor. It could be whatever, you know, but I, I do believe everyone has experienced some kind of bullying in their life, right. some more than others, you know, some more than others, you know, but yeah, I, I was bullied, you know. Okay. And how do you think that those experiences scarred you or how do you think they made you who you are now? Um, on some of it, you know, cause I, like I said, you know, we, you know, uh, second generation immigrant. You know, we so we come through here, you know, and uh, dad didn't have the greatest job. Mom didn't have the greatest job, you know. So that mm-hmm. kind of pushed us to be, you know, better as far as, you know, getting an education and learning, you know, to, right. you know, learning, you know, from your surroundings on, you know, how to get this job or how to go for that job. Yeah. You know, um, that's, you know, that bullying part, you know, um, on being overweight. You know, I was a little chunky sucker, <laughs> like in the third grade, fourth grade, I think. I'd have to, you know, ask my mom, you know, because I, I, I pushed those years back. You know, <laughs> <put it> <laughs> but, you know, so, I, you know, I knew then and there when I got into junior high that I was going to lose weight. Mm. You know, I knew it. It's like, you know, not, you know, tired of being the slowest one, tired of being in the back of the pack when we were running and stuff like that, you know. And, you know, just little things like that, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, did, did, did I get scarred? I'm not going to say I was scarred by it, but was I motivated? Yeah, you know. Um, you know, got hit in the face, you know. Stuff like that, you know. You get Yeah, yeah, I was bullied, you know. And uh, how important do you think it is to address bullying? Because sometimes a lot of people kind of hide that topic behind humor. Mm-hmm. But it's it really isn't funny at all because it, it can affect others mm-hmm. in a different way. Yep. Rather than, you know, just a punch in the face and like, yep. that's that. You know, to some, it hits them uh, mentally. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, 
I took up boxing for that, you know, because, you know, I, I didn't, you know, if I, if I needed to defend myself, I'd be able to. I put my son into um, martial arts Kempo because I moved him to a whole new school district in a whole different environment, you know, and uh, just to avoid all that, you can, just yeah. in case, you know. Uh, I think it's real important to address it. Uh, shoot, I'm sure, you know, I was told I was a gym bully, but I don't know if they were teasing me or not, but I don't think I was. You know, right. I was just, you know, trying to get, hey, man, you going to use that and not let me use it. Are you going to jump on Just, you know, yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. my workout in. But, you know, in the younger kids' eyes, he might have felt that way, you know. Um, yeah, so addressing it is important. And, uh, you know, if I could go into this for a little bit, you know, this, I, I, I had students that were bullied. And I took it, you know, I took it and I ran with it. And I went and talked to the Crane ISD and McCamey ISD, thinking that I would get a different story. But no, it's, you know, they have a, a procedure for it, you know. And, okay. you know, unfortunately, it's all about going and being and, and talking to authority, you know, whether it be the co nearest coach. And I, I don't mean unfortunately. Unfortunately, on, on how it's being looked at. Yes, I, I believe you got to go talk to somebody. Your coach, if, if you know you're getting bullied and getting pushed around, go talk to a coach that's closest by a teacher. Try to get it to stop, you know, through the school district, which is you know what they want and what you know it has to go that way, right. um, you know, because if if and and I quote, you know, if a young man or young girl defends herself physically. You know, because of being bullied, they're retaliating. That's what it says in the the handbook. Really, it's called retaliation. You know, and it's it's you know you take it like you want it, but you know I I don't agree with it. Well, I think the best way mm -hmm. to stop bullying is to you know even prevent it. Yeah. You know, let's go ahead and make all these all these kids and not even kids, man. I mean, there's there's mm -hmm. older adults that are even worse bullies. Mm -hmm. But um, how would you say? bullying is different nowadays than it was back then we've softened up as 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 the years have gone through you know we got away you know from as they call it you know punishment by spanking a kid uh, they you know they took it out of the schools and this and that because back when i was growing up you know i got spanked when i messed up you know but i also knew that when push comes to shove, sometimes you had to get physical, you know? Right, but to, to, that, to me, to me, that's mm -hmm. like discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about like uh, being bullied. Yeah, you know, well, the, the, the difference that I think nowadays is back then it was more of a physical bullying. Yeah. Now I think it's just all social media. Oh, yeah, that's what, you know, that's what I was getting to. You know, back then, you know, you were getting bullied – you defended yourself. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's because we were tough for kids. Okay. We yeah. weren't so sheltered. Right, right, You know, right. we weren't given the right to divorce our parents. You know, we mm. weren't all that stuff, you know. Um, so as far as the generations go, yeah, we got softer kids. And okay. it's not just this generation. It's not your generation. It's not just my generation. We can't blame it on just a generation. Right, right, right. You know, this took years and years to develop, you know, where yeah. – they, uh, you know, we got to the point, like I said, you know, the, you said it, and I'm just going to back it up as a cyberbully. Yeah. You know, and, you know, back when I was growing up, nobody wrote you a note being ugly. And ugly. <laughs> 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 or 
we we had notes like George Strait, you know, do you yeah. love me? You know, that's what we had. But you know, and and because you know, at that time, you know, I could I could send you a note and you know who it's from. Right. You know, at that time I was risking, you know, some kind of physical alter, you know, altercation. Right, right. Right now, you know, someone sends you an email or, you know, says something on Facebook or whatever, however you want to do it, you know, someone makes, you know, a fake account, whatever. Yeah, you don't even know who. You don't even know who, you know. Yeah. But they've taught and we've taught and we've all gotten into this, you know, well, go tell somebody, you know. Yeah. Go tell somebody. Go, to, you know, seek help, seek help. And that's okay. I mean, to an extent, you know, yes, you, you know, you want to, you don't, you know, you don't want to just go around beating people up or this and that. But, yeah, the generations have gotten softer. We are weaker. You know, it, it's, we're softer. Back in my day, it wasn't, you know, if you got bullied, it was there. It was, you know, and they had to separate y'all. Right. And y'all both got in trouble. You know, it didn't. You know, it didn't matter who started it. Y'all, y'all were fighting, and then the boom. You know, then yeah. caught, and then parents got involved, and then you got it worse back then. But then again, you know, your parents, you know, they didn't read all this jive about you know, kids need this, kids need that, kids need that. You know, they didn't have all that. Okay, it, so mm-hmm. if if let's say I'm gonna go ahead and end off with just two last questions, man. Mm-hmm. If someone's listening right now and they're currently being bullied in a short Simple answer. What would you tell them? To, like, you know, you can speak it to the mic and talk to them right now. Man, what I would tell you, if you're getting bullied, you know, you need, you do need to talk to somebody, you know, someone with authority. And you can only let it happen for so long before you have to take care of yourself. If you were my, if my kid was getting bullied, if you were my kid, I tell you right now, you're going to get in trouble, son, but I'm going to be right there beside you and we'll face this together. Any kind of punishment that you get for defending yourself, Let's go together. Okay. And if someone's listening right now and they're currently, you know, some type of bully, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? I would ask them what they were trying to accomplish. I really would. And then I would get, hit him with uh, some real quick short facts that this is the cause of a lot of innocent people dying, mm-hmm. you know, bullying. And can you live with that? Can you live that? Because you sit there and you tormented some poor kid. He goes in there and kills a whole lot of people had nothing to do because of the way you've been acting. Right. You know, and we never hear that. See, and something like just some quotes that uh, I know is, um, you know, blowing out someone's candle doesn't make yours any brighter. That's true. And uh, it's the same thing with, you know, uh, this other one where it says you're never going to look good trying to make someone else look bad. Right. So, you know, let's just level each other up. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I started True impact, impact apparel, to go ahead and get those negative thoughts out of people's minds and let's just all grow and become better. Yeah, definitely, you know, and that's, you know, part of, you know, again, you know, you know, I, when, I, you know when I talk to these kids, I, try to, I tell them to try to avoid all this. Let's avoid fighting. Let's avoid this. And I try to hear everybody out, you know, and try to, you know, be positive about what they're saying and, you know, and then I may be taken wrong because they feel I'm speaking the truth and they get their feelings hurt, right. you know, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it can't be sugarcoated any longer. Yeah. It's out of control. You know, our bully, our bullying is out of control and it's leading to way out of control actions that I would have never imagined growing up. Yeah. 
and you know what's worse about it is kids nowadays it's the norm to hear of a, of a mass shooting mm-hmm. at schools it's the norm well guys uh you know go ahead and think about that uh from this episode go ahead and uh you know remember or go ahead and awaken up that passion that you have and uh if you see any bullying going on uh you know go ahead and try to put a stop to it and help everyone out and let's all go ahead and Go out there and make a true impact. So, Nat, thank you for coming, man. Man, glad to be here. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you picked my brain on, on <laughs> some of this stuff. I mean, really, you know, it's I'm all about trying to be, you know, better everybody. Right. You know, better everybody. And that's, you know, why our conversation led to where we're at today. Right. Don't forget that you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, and you can check out this video on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit that like button. And we'll see you on the next episode.